The postseason is officially here with Super Wild Card Weekend starting tomorrow, Saturday at 4.35, when the game between Seattle and San Francisco kicks off. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, and Justin Tucker. We have a lot to talk about today, and we are going to cover all of the games this week down to a science and give our pick our we're going to pick who's going to win each matchup um and we're going to talk about all the uh, all pro first team uh selections that were made actually today and joining us to cover all of these topics we have special guest Aaron Wise coming back for the fourth time that's the most anyone has been on this show ever. Aaron, welcome to the show, dude. We have some new listeners, though. Why don't you introduce yourself? So, yeah, I'm Aaron Wise. At, uh, I'm in Kansas, and I'm a, I'm a big Jets fan. Nice. All right. Well, we so you're a Jets fan. Two of us co-hosts here, myself and CJ, are Patriots fans. So we're sitting here watching the postseason from our couch, and it ain't fun. It ain't fun, but they don't they don't deserve to be there. Um, and uh, fortunately, Tux Tux Ravens are there for now. For, for now. now. For, for, for now. <laughs> I got to do this already. Let Let's get it. Ravens. Why aren't you wearing that jersey? I'm sitting it's here jersey, in case you guys haven't noticed. So I I need some team to root for in the at least this postseason and i like collecting jerseys so for my birthday that's disgusting got a joe burrow jersey that i'm wearing right here he's a patriots fan he still has yeah i have have my brady jersey that i'll wear on game days you have a mac jones jersey i have a mac jones jersey as well although i'm i'm hoping that they either this guy pans out or (laughs) we'll we'll get into that we don't need to get into my patriots but let's talk about this postseason but first I want to start off with the latest news, which is the first team all pro selections. And I'll go down the list of all of the nominations and we will go around the table giving any um, any objections that we might have or players who we feel uh, absolutely deserve to be there. So without further ado on offense uh, for quarterback, it's Patrick Mahomes running back Josh Jacobs. Tight end, Travis Kelsey. Wide receivers are Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, and Devontae Adams. For left tackle, it's Trent Williams. For right tackle, it's Lane Johnson. For left guard, it's Joel Bitonio. Um, At right guard, it's Zach Martin. At center, it's Jason Kelsey. And on the defense, for edge rushers, Nick Bosa and Micah Parsons. Interior lineman, Chris Jones and Quinnen Williams. For linebackers, we have Fred Warner, Roquan Smith, and Matt Milano. For cornerbacks, we have Sauce Gardner and Patrick Sertan. For safeties, Minka Fitzpatrick and Talanoa, Tala, excuse me for the pronunciation, Talanoa Hufanga. Hufanga. And then special teams place kicker, it's Daniel Carlson. For punter, it's Tommy Townsend. For kick returner, it's Keyshawn Nixon. For punt returner, 
Bits, Marcus Jones, special teamers, uh, Jeremy Reeves, and long snapper, Andrew DePaula. So, guys, any objections to this list? This is our official 2022-23 All-Pro first team. Aaron, what do you think? Honestly, for me, I, I don't really got much any uh, objections, really. Um, which I kind of agree with just about every player on there. Like, Mahomes deserves it. And Sauce Gardner definitely deserves it on the Jets. Cool Williams had had a good year, too. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see the Jets are actually on the list. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really got much much issues with it. Yeah, it's it's a this is a good list. I will say this is probably the best list I've seen in, in a couple of years. Uh, but Tuck, what do you think? I know it's going to sound biased. I know it's going to sound biased, but hear me out. Marlon Humphrey should have been on this list. Okay, so so Marlon Humphrey over Patrick Sertan or uh, or Sauce Gardner. Yeah. I'm not going to – yeah, I feel that way considering what Marlon Humphrey was able to do. He played most of his coverage in man and didn't allow a touchdown all season against all competition, both good and bad, both playoff caliber and non-playoff caliber. And against elite wide receivers, he gave up zero touchdowns. Amari Cooper couldn't score on him. Jamar Chase couldn't score on him, so on and so forth. So what I'm saying is to go a whole season without giving up one touchdown, I think that's impressive enough to be first team off all pro and when you look through and he didn't make it i was like huh, okay maybe he'll make second team he didn't even make second team all pro jerry alexander and J- james bradbury got it over him and so when i saw that i was like okay this is ridiculous marlon humphrey is too good not to be an, at least a second team all pro i can stretch out to say maybe not first team all pro but i thought he deserved it but i'm like maybe i need to take my bias out of it but the fact he didn't make second team all pro is ridiculous. He should have been an all pro this year. And I find it insane that he didn't make it on either team. All right. So CJ, what uh what do you think? Uh now as a biased Pats fan, the Matt Judon disrespect is crazy. He had more sacks than Micah Parsons, and yet Micah Parsons literally got first team all pro over him. And I could live with that if Judon got second team all pro for edge rushers, but he did not. I mean, look, Miles Garrett over him, I get, but Hassan Reddick, I disagree. And the corners are, are a bit weird for me because we're not used to seeing like the big names. And to an extent, I do agree with talk about Marlon Humphrey, but it's just weird because a lot of like the bigger names that we know, you know, guys like Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey had down years, but Sauce being first team. Keep in mind, I'm obviously a Pats fan, so I'm a little biased. But I will admit, you may know from last year's draft, I was a big Sauce Gardner fan, and I kind of lean Tariq Woolen is better than him, but that's that's just one man's opinion. Overall. Those are just very, very, very minor gripes. So I, I honestly, that's that's pretty much it as far as that goes. But yeah, that like I said, I don't have too too much to say other than uh, Marcus Jones. You know, Patriots rookie did uh, be first team All Pro for punt returner. So yeah, I'm a little happy about that. And Adam totally owes him an apology for saying he'd be the next Cyrus Jones. <laughs> 
That is mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Listen, based on his scouting report, it was just it just sounded very frighteningly familiar. That's all. And, and I told it you turns he was out going to be good, and you should have trusted me. Do you know why, Adam? Why do you do you have a magic? Do you have a crystal ball that just tells you everything? That's you going know how to big of a draft guy he is. Thank you, Justin. Uh, you, 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 you <laughs> Every day, me. Adam, we get closer. Just saying. Do not provoke him. <laughs> do not oh. encourage him. Uh, oh, I, listen. Oh, it's coming, Adam. Mar- Marcus Jones is everything that Cyrus Jones was supposed to be. I'll say that much. Except better. But looking Cyrus at- Jones was supposed to be his offensive threat. I guess. Look, looking at this list, uh, like I said er- a couple minutes ago, I agree with just about everything in here. The only thing that just feels weird to me is the cornerback selections. And it's not that these guys aren't good. They're, they're pretty solid. Just – and I definitely believe Sauce Gardner deserves to be in there. But Patrick Sertan, something just feels off about that. And again, very good player. Very, very good player. Awesome. He has an, had an awesome, awesome, uh, some awesome strides from his uh, uh, first season to his sophomore year. But there's some players who I, who I could see being in there, one of them being Tariq Woolen. And maybe they just didn't want to load it with rookies which this was a pretty good rookie class for corners. Derek Stingley Jr. was pretty solid himself, and he probably not probably not Pro Bowl caliber, but still really good. But I see – I like Sauce Gardner. I would have had Tariq Woolen over, uh, over Patrick Sertan II. They're all really good, but that, this, that one was kind of tough for me. And I, I think another reason why it feels weird having these two in over anyone else is because the Jalen Ramseys, the Xavier Howards, the Tredavious Whites of the world had off seasons. They, they were off this year. And even if you look at Jair Alexander and, yes, also Marlon Humphrey, based on their statistics, they were not as good as they could be. Both Alexander and... Humphrey allowed nearly 600 yards in coverage this year. That's just not good enough for all pro level. It's not. Um, now, J- Alexander did figure things out towards the end of the season, and so did so did Humphrey. But you kind of have to be good from start to finish in order to be an all pro. And also, you need to you need to really stick out with your statistics. Um, so this was a great year for uh, rookie corners and for sophomores. Another takeaway I would give from this is that quarterback Patrick Mahomes got 49 of the 50 votes for All-Pro, for first-team All-Pro. So what does that tell me? tells me that this guy's going to be our league MVP. So they might be getting something right there because that guy better win it. He has 41 touchdown passes, over 5,000 yards, well over 5,000 yards, 5,200 to be exact. This guy is having an elite year, and if he doesn't win it and, like, Jalen Hurts does or something, I don't think I would be happy with that. Um, but anything else we want to add on to this before we go on to our game picks? Yes, CJ. CJ and here, we'll, we'll start We'll start with Aaron. Okay, so, yeah, I do got something to add with this, okay? I, I really hope Mahomes wins the MVP I'm, because – because when he wins the MVP, that means he ain't gonna win the Super Bowl. Because I don't like I don't like the Chiefs. 
I'm not a Mahomes guy, so I kind of hope they lose. So I hope he wins MVP and the curse continues. Well, so, you know, well, you know, it doesn't always, uh, it doesn't always work out that way. Back in 1999, Kurt Warner won league MVP and Super Bowl MVP. So yeah. sometimes it just works out that way. Uh, but yeah, it, it, there is, there has been a curse recently, the past almost yeah. quarter of a century. So, but CJ, yeah, so, what do you have? Hey guys, uh, this isn't about what we were talking about, just a bit of NFL news that just came through. So we all knew that Sean McVay's coaching career was in limbo, but he just informed members of the LA Rams that he will be staying as head coach at least for next season. That is all, just a bit of news that just broke. Well, there you go. I mean, that was a potential opening for a, a head coaching position. And honestly, that's good for him because I feel like it wasn't all just a lot it, no it nobody really underachieved on that team i mean kind of match matthew stafford but it's hard to throw the ball accurately when you have a defender in your face every three seconds they just have a lot of they they had a lot of injuries they need to regroup and go into next season with what they have and maybe maybe add on a little bit with the little resources that they have left but they still have a, a good roster um yeah um, but I wanted to move on. We're going to start off with the Saturday games first for, for this segment. Then we're going to go to the Sunday games. And we're going to go to the Monday night game. We're going to go in chronological order and give our picks for who is going to win each wild card game. Starting with Seattle at San Francisco and Char uh, Chargers at uh, Jacksonville. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Here's Edelman broken up, and the pass is no sign yet. Edelman comes down with a football. They're saying it's a catch. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker, special guest Aaron Wise. All right, well, to kick off our game picks, we're going to start off with Seattle at San Francisco. So that game is on, on Saturday, 4.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's tomorrow as we uh, record the, this episode on uh, Friday evening. Um. So this is an interesting one. Seattle had a red hot start to the season. They started off six and three. They had a rough, um, they kind of had a rough finish to their season, um, but they did wind up sneaking into the playoffs at nine and eight. They're still underdogs regardless against the Brock led San Francisco 49ers in this matchup. But Aaron, what's your pick? Who wins this matchup? All right. So, <clears throat> Obviously, nobody expected Seattle to be, be in the playoffs this year after that trade to, for Russell Wilson. But uh, honestly, as a Jet fan, this hurts because we ruined Geno Smith, and now I get to see Geno Smith 
in the playoffs. So I'm happy for him. I think he's going to win comeback, comeback player of the year reward. I think he deserves it. But um, I hope he wins this game. But uh, if I'm, if I'm going to be honest here, it's going to be San Francisco. I, I can see this game getting, getting ugly fast if, if Seattle can't, can't stop anybody, like their defense. All right. So Aaron is taking San Francisco in a landslide. Tuck, what's your pick? This could be a close game now that I think about it. It could be a close game, but I still think San Francisco with the weapons surrounding Brock Purdy still gets the job done. I, I think I get San Francisco in a close game because it's still a divisional game between two opponents that know each other well. All right. CJ, who are you taking? Now, we all know the playoffs are a place where, you know, the men get separated from the boys. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this game truly revolves around Brock Purdy. He was Mr. Relevant for a reason, but just the way he's just played, like, above being Mr. Irrelevant, I th- and even though it's a divisional game, I do lean toward San Francisco because – I believe that San Francisco's defense is better and I can see them stifling the Seattle offense more than I can see the Seattle defense stifling the San Fran offense. Yeah, I'm going to go with the 49ers as well. Um, And the Seahawks have been a great story this year. Um, You know, you have Geno Smith, who's been a career backup and has been a great story this year, making his first Pro Bowl appearance with, and is the, what is he, the, fourth leading uh touchdown pass guy with 29 i thought he had 30. actually no no he yeah had, yeah he yeah had, 30 yeah yeah excuse me he had 30 yeah. Thir- who, who cro- cross this off is embarrassing bingo, cross off your bingo cards where you have geno smith making a pro bowl throwing over four thousand yards and 30 touchdowns for to 11 interceptions because i sure as hell didn't also okay. he has the seattle single season passing yards record he yeah he oh, yeah. is, this guy has had an incredible year and they they might make it interesting in fact i would i would bet on it being being a close game somewhat um but san francisco is just a better story they have a great roster around them and they have this kid who is the who is an even better story than geno smith mr irrelevant the last overall pick in the 2022 nfl draft 13 to 4 touchdown to interception ratio this season um, in the games that he has started. He has been awesome for them. And it they they're and I think Seattle knows it from how Pete Carroll was talking about him. So I have I have the 49ers in that matchup. Um so I think we I think we all go with the same team there. Um but Going on to the next matchup at 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. It is the Los Angeles Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, something to something to uh, be noted is that the Chargers just recently today ruled out one of their top wide receivers in Mike Williams. Um, but the Jaguars missing for the rest of the season. They're, they're missing their, their tackle, Cam Robinson who was uh, Trevor Lawrence's bodyguard. Uh, so, Aaron, what's your pick for this game? So, me, uh, I'm a big Trevor Lawrence fan, So, and I wanted the Jets to draft him in 2020, but that, that didn't happen. Um, 
I think I think the Jaguar is gonna win this game. Uh, I think this game is gonna be a close game. I don't I don't I don't see this game be a blow. I think it's gonna be a close game. I think it's gonna come down to who's a better coach. And I think Doug Peterson is a better coach than the Chargers got. And, and the Chargers have proven when games get get kind of tight, they they always find a way to screw it up every time. So I'm gonna go with the Jaguars mainly because of Doug Peterson. I, I it, and all this too, Doug Peterson knows how to win games. Like he's done it before. Like he's won a Super Bowl against your team in the <laughs> Super Bowl in the biggest stage. So I, I think I think I think it's gonna happen again here. So Jaguars. All right, Tuck, what's your pick? Uh, when I look back and forth between the teams, I originally was going to think the Chargers because they've been on a little bit of a hot streak, but then they lost to Denver, in which the game they lost Mike Williams. When Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are on the field together, they're like world beaters. When they're not on the field, they look very beatable. So when I saw that Mike Williams was ruled out today, I said Jacksonville with the offense that they're having right now, which is underrated, by the way, because, oh, my God, who <sighs> – Christian Kirk showed up out of nowhere. Uh, over a thousand yards, seven touchdowns. Congratulations to him. And with the running game that they have and the quarterback play that they're getting and the defense showing up, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars want to pull this one out. All right. CJ, give us your pick. <clears throat> when I think about it, I I have to go with Jacksonville. Because look, I know that the Chargers have more talent. But in a weird way, you know, you got to think about momentum. The Chargers are skidding into the postseason, whereas the Jaguars have like a bit of momentum behind them. And I don't really trust the Chargers defensive backfield because the Rams are sneakily good on offense as well. And when I really consider it, uh, Mike Williams is out. And if you could box up Keenan Allen, that's just going to make things that much harder for the Chargers. So, yeah, put me down for uh, the Jaguars. Oh, and keep in mind, it's in Duval, too. So that's just another factor. All right. So I got three votes for Jacksonville. So I'm going to go against the current here, and I'm going Chargers. And I'll tell you why. Yes, they lost this game, their uh, final game in Week 18 to the Denver Broncos. The Chargers kept it close, but still not a team that you should lose to, especially when you, are, when you have all your starters playing. But before that game, they had won four games in a – they had won four straight. They were getting healthy. They won five of six going into that game. And right now, like, yes, Trevor Lawrence is – he has a bright future ahead of him, but right now, Justin Herbert's a better quarterback. I have Justin Herbert over Trevor Lawrence right now. And while the Jacksonville Jaguars are the team of tomorrow, the Los Angeles chargers are the team of today. They made the postseason as they were expected to, they were supposed to now they, they underachieved a little bit and they have some coaching issues. They need to, to iron out going into next season and perhaps some health as well. Because that team, in the past couple of years with Herbert, has had issues with staying healthy. But when they are, they're world beaters. Give me the Je- give me the Los Angeles Chargers to win this game, and it is a toss up. Don't get me wrong, but I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. Fair All right. All right. Well, we're going to change gears. 
and move on to the next game, uh, the next day of wild of Super Wild Card Weekend. That's the Sunday slate of games. We're going to touch on the one o'clock and four thirty p.m. Eastern Time games. So that starts with Miami at Buffalo, and then the Giants at Minnesota. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker, and special guest Aaron Wise. So we are on to our first couple Sunday slate of games to give our picks on. And we're going to lead off with Miami at Buffalo. So on paper, looking at the whole rosters and not the injury reports, this would be a pretty close game. This would be one that could be a toss-up. But Miami's not only missing their their starting quarterback to a tongue of Iloa for the foreseeable future, but they are also going to be missing their backup in Teddy Bridgewater. So they are down to third string Skylar Thompson. And Tyreek Hill is still questionable as well. So a game that uh, it's tough to see being competitive, but what do you guys think, Aaron? Okay, so honestly, for me, normally, which I I hundred percent agree with you, Adam, this game would be a close game if it was healthy. Which, which the first two games it was very close, but I think this time, this is gonna be a really easy pick. Um, I'm gonna I'm obviously gonna pick the Dolphins here, man, because of Skylar Thompson. When he does play, he just doesn't he doesn't really look like an NFL quarterback. He looks like one of those quarterbacks that is just there to play one or two games, and and he's gonna fizz out in the NFL probably. And 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 also and also uh, the offense looks looks like elite when two is actually playing, which has shown this whole season. But then when two is not playing, when when we see guys like Skyler Thompson and Ted Bridgewater, this whole offense has looked completely different. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Buffalo in a blowout. I don't I don't see this game being close at all, really. So Buffalo. All right, so. Aaron has being a landslide uh, for Buffalo, but talk, what is your pick? Uh, Buffalo by at least 10. I don't think it'll be considerably close. They don't have their Miami doesn't have their starting quarterback. Who's the only like good quarterback this year for them. Teddy Bridgewater has been underwhelming when he's been asked to be put under the helm, but even he's not playing this week. It's Kyler Thompson and I, he hasn't looked impressive at all. And I don't think he'll look impressive against that Buffalo defense as banged up as it is. So either or, I see Josh Allen just going to town on that Miami defense and running away with it. Maybe not not like a landslide, but plus 10 or maybe a plus 17. All right. Yeah, that I mean, that's a that's a fair assumption. 
to be, you know, not a blowout, but kind of comfortable and maybe a little bit close. But CJ, who do you have? Uh, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I, it's got to be Buffalo. You know what I mean? Because plain and simple, you don't have Tua. And any argument, you know, for, to say, that, oh, the Dolphins have a legitimate shot is as flimsy and full of holes as Tua's brain right now because that's what you did, Dolphins. You killed him, and he should retire at the end of this offseason just to show you. But all, But everything aside, I mean, even with Tua, I would still take Buffalo. Yeah, it like, and you also have to look at this recent skid that the Dolphins were on. Uh, before this past Sunday, they had wa- lost five straight. Yes, five five straight games. So that's just you can't look past that. And now, and two of those were with Tua, and now they they lose not only him, but also, um, but also without your backup quarterback and you have to travel you're a warm weather team traveling to to frigid buffalo new york so that this is this isn't even close the other for the other segment i had to i kind of had it was a coin flip and i had to go the other way and take the chargers because it's a close game and everyone picked the jaguars this one i can't go against the current here this one is not even close I'm taking the I'm taking the Buffalo Bills to win and advance. Um, <clears throat> if we don't have any anything more to talk about with this matchup, Mm-mm. yes. Aaron. Oh yeah. So yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I got one one more thing to add, which uh, this game I can see this game being like how it was last year's wild card game when the Bills played you guys. I can see that game getting real ugly fast. I have a good feeling it's gonna be like that. It's gonna be like twenty eight zero the first half and it's done. Well, I just had that good feeling. Yeah. You don't you didn't have to remind us of that match. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You didn't, have to, I'm sorry. you didn't have to bring back those memories. I thought it might be actually a somewhat competitive game and then God, we didn't we didn't have to now now let's let's just move let's let's move to the <laughs> let's sorry. move to this next. All right. Giants at Vikings. This is one that has been a popular upset pick amongst a lot of NFL fans. So the the Vikings are 13 and 4 on the season, but the Giants snuck into the playoffs. They had a red hot start to the year, but they kind of struggled a little bit, but they've kind of gone into um the end of this season a little bit on they they've shown us something. So do you got what do you guys think? Do you do you guys see an upset? What do what do you think, Aaron? Okay, so so with this game, right? So, so these two teams have met each other once this year, and the Giants could have won that game. Like, like despite despite of not having that much as much chance as the Vikings, uh, I think I think the reason how the Giants keep the game close was because the coach, because like he knows like what he's doing, and other stuff. Uh, honestly, I'm gonna go with my my gut feeling here. I'm I'm gonna pick the Giants to upset this game because I don't know the Vikings, man. They just seem like frauds to me, man. They, 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 I don't know. They just seem like a fake team. Like, I don't know, man. I, I don't really have much of a reason why. I just, like, I don't know. Because, like, they got blown up by the Packers, and then and they, they beat the Bears. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick the Giants one. I just think – I just think uh, – I think the Giants going to win because of coaching this one, not so much of their talent, which they don't, the Giants won't have that much talent on the team. They don't, 
on offense, he basically got Saquon running the ball, and he got Daniel Jones just running like every play feels like. And yeah, they got some decent guys on the team. Like there is Slayton, which if he starts dropping passes, then that's gonna be a problem. But uh, yeah, I got the Giants. I'm just going my gut feeling with this one. All right, so Aaron has the Giants pulling the upset. The nine and seven one, the nine seven and one Giants heading to the divisional round. But talk, who do you have? I got Minnesota. I'm sick and I'm sick and tired of this. They played this season, came down to the last second field goal. I think it's going to pretty much be the same way. I think Kirk Cousins is going to step up more so than Danny Dimes will. I just trust Kirk Cousins more under the pressure because this is Daniel Jones Jones's first time here, so I don't know how he'll play. Uh, I think Saquon might have a decent game. I don't think he'll pop off for like over 100 yards, but a decent game where he'll score a touchdown in that. I think the Minnesota Vikings defense, who I have no trust in, will keep it considerably close, and that'll be enough for Justin Jefferson to show up and save the day. Uh, That's why I got Minnesota. All right, so Tuck going the opposite direction of Aaron and picking the Minnesota Vikings in a close one, granted, but CJ, which one are you going with? Now, now this is another uh, coin flip game, like like you mentioned about the one earlier. And uh, I know the two teams did play this season, and I believe the Vikings won by three. I think it's going to be another close matchup, but when you really get down to it, I go with the Vikings. And the reason being, Justin Jefferson, unless you're Jair Alexander, is darn near unstoppable. And I don't see Jair Alexander on the Giants. And furthermore, no one other than Saquon, literally other than Saquon, not one Giants offensive threat scares me. So, I mean, their defense is is all right, but I just – you they really don't have any receivers to throw to, and that's going to make the job for a spotty Vikings defense that much easier. Just put me down for the Vikings. All right, so I have been tempted all week to take the Giants in an upset. It just feels like that type of game. And the Vikings, while they're 13-4 and this season, they've lost some games that they shouldn't have lost to, and they have barely come out alive against teams that it shouldn't have been close with. So it's easy to say that this game is going to be where the Vikings are going to lose. But – I just think they're going to take care of business in this game. The Giants, they do look like a kind of a scary team, a team that can pull off an upset, and it, it will be a really close one. But the Vikings just have too much firepower on offense, and their their defense doesn't have to stop much. You have Daniel Jones, and you have Saquon Barkley. And Darius Slayton's a solid receiver, but, I mean, he's not – He's not a world beater. He's probably their number one, but he's not a number one. He might be a wide receiver two on a championship team. And that might be that might be generous. Um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna take the the Vikings in this one. And this is going to be a very close matchup. And once the 49ers, because the 49ers are going to the divisional round, once the 49ers uh, meet the meet this team once they run into them they're going to take care of business and it's going to be the Niners in the uh, the NFC championship 
and the Vi- the Vikings, their fate will come soon, but it's not uh, it's not going to be this week. They, but they will come close. Um, all right, so I want to change gears, and we're going to touch on next our Sunday and Monday night football matchup. That is Baltimore at Cincinnati and yeah. Dallas at Tampa Bay. These are going to be some fun ones to cover, and you won't want to miss it. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting, Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker, special guest Aaron Wise. All right, so we have reached our last two matchups of our Super Wild Card weekend for the 2022 NFL playoffs. And we're going to start off with this matchup, another one that's very similar to Miami at Buffalo. So again, so a matchup where if you don't look at the injury report and you just look at the rosters, you think, man, this is going to be a tough game to predict. But then you look at it, and Baltimore has officially ruled out starting quarterback Lamar Jackson. Furthermore, no Rashad Bateman and no Devin DuVernay. So, guys, what are your picks uh, for this match? All right, I guess I'll go first in. So. Mm-hmm. I got one question. So, is J.K. Dobbins, is he playing? Yes. Oh, he's playing? All right. All right. Just making sure, okay? So, uh, honestly, though, yeah, normally this game would be close, though, but I have, I have a good feeling that uh, Joe Burrow's going to, like, throw, like, five touchdowns, man. I don't know. I just have, I just have, I just have a feeling it's going to be one of those games that Joe Burrow has done this year, what he uh, did to uh, Carolina early in the year. Um. Yeah, I just don't see the Ravens having much of a chance because they don't got Lamar Jackson there. And Lamar Jackson is basically like their whole offense. So and so since he's not gonna be there, I just don't see his game be that close. So uh I got the uh I got the Bengals here in a I got I got yeah, sorry. I got the Bengals winning this game. Pretty uh uh basically a blowout. Probably like twenty points. Uh, all right. I, Talk Oh my God! Oh, What's your pick? Here we here we go. All right. First things first. I don't understand why everybody's like so convinced that the Cincinnati Bengals will win, even though they struggled to beat the the hapless Ravens last week without Lamar, without Jake. I don't know why. I I don't know why either. I, I don't know. know. If they want to say it's going to be close and they still pick the Bengals, I understand that. But a blowout is crazy, considering he didn't throw five touchdowns in total in two games against us. Now he's throwing for five in one game. That's a crazy thing to assume on this Ravens defense. I'm picking the Ravens because, you know, my team is great. 
the Ravens have J.K. Dobbins back. They have Gus Edwards, who didn't get to play the full game against the Bengals in week 18, so he's back. We still have Tyler Huntley, which, again, isn't Lamar. I'm well aware of that. But he's still better than what we had last week, even though Anthony Brown didn't play that. We get Marcus Peters back on defense. That means our defense is almost fully intact for the first time in a really long time. And we didn't play that bad against Cincinnati. We just had to deal with turnovers. If we don't turn the ball over that much, that game's a very different game. And we actually might be playing for a coin flip or Jacksonville right now. So all in all, I think this game is going to be closer than a lot of people think. I think Joe Burrow is actually going to throw an interception. I think Joe Mixon isn't going to go very far because that defense won't let him. I believe Calais Campbell will be fully fired up and get a sack. And I believe the Ravens will pull out the upset and defeat the, the Bengals at Cincinnati. Ravens flock, let's go. All right, CJ. CJ, you're muted. Muted. Thanks, guys. Now, I know the Ravens don't have Lamar Jackson. Their defense is a ferocious unit. And yet, my gut goes with Cincy. I'm not counting out the Ravens, but I know the Ravens have a really good defense. But that Cincy offense, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins, and even a decent tight end in Hayden Hurst to boot. That's just too many weapons. And without Lamar Jackson, and even without the serviceable Tyler Huntley, wait, will they have Huntley or no? He's available. Okay, okay, whatever. I mean, like he was a he he was a full participant today. Okay, okay. Yeah, he, that's he is listed as questionable, but if he's right. a full participant, then honestly, if he doesn't play and it's Anthony Brown, I would say Bengals all the way. But with Huntley. Huntley's not bad, but I mean, I think it's a lot closer than people expect, but I still go with Cincinnati. Oh, God. Come All on, right. do the right thing. Do the right thing. <laughs> you, know, you know the team. You yeah, I will do the right thing. I just don't know if you believe it's the right thing. Oh. Um, oh. So I'm going to take – so. The reason I would have this as a closer game than people are going to make it out to be is because is not because of the Ravens and the injury bug that is that has bit the Raven that has bit their offense really hard. It's mainly because of the Bengals. So they're not only missing the entire right side of their offensive line but they also will potentially be without T Higgins. So the Bengals the Bengals will probably win this game because they just have more offensive firepower. They're more balanced. But it'll be close because that Ravens defense is going to get to Joe Burrow. He'll probably turn the ball over once or twice. It'll be a it'll it'll most likely be a win, but it'll be an ugly win for the Bengals. And you if you are a Bengals fan right now, you need to bank on that Bengals team to get healthy between now and the divisional round because you might get by Baltimore like this, it but to to make it through Buffalo with the uh, with the offense uh, with the offensive line in the state that it is right now, that's not going to happen. Especially when you have to go in bu- into Buffalo, courtesy of the of the uh, rules the NFL set out to adjust to the. Oh team. my god! Oh my! 
I hope the Ravens be I it's not even because it's a divisional rivalry just that specific coin toss bit really wants me I need the Ravens to win just so we ignore the coin toss entirely just so the Bengals fans can stop and I'm going to cuss here stop bitching and moaning about a coin flip I'm sick and tired of hearing it I'm sick and tired of players seeing it I'm just sick and tired of it in total I hope the Ravens win I hope it's so much because I want the Bengals to start packing their trash bags the next day so they don't have to worry about neutral playing site. That's the only thing I care about. I don't care if the Ravens lose in the next round. If we get the Bengals out, I'll be satisfied. I'll, they're I'll, pi- that they're pissed off. They're pissed off because of it, and, and they're locked in. That's, that's part of why That's, that's part funny. of why I have I have them. And if they their offensive line wasn't so banged up, I would probably have them winning the Super Bowl, because they they just nothing nothing is going to break their focus right now, besides think, a defender a being in built in focus. I think a coin flip will break their focus. I think that's I think that has them motivated. They 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 have a chip on their shoulder right now. They feel that there's an injustice being held against the against this Bengals team. Injustice. Oh, my God. The injustice is them not being the number one seed in the first place. They should have been the number one seed if they're so convinced they should have. The Bengals? should have had a home game. No, they wouldn't have the number one seed, but they would have the two seed. They would have. That's the point. They would have had the two seed if they would. If they won. If they won that game. But with the neutral grounds, you are already playing the hypothetical game. So that, that matchup has to be. That can't be. But uh, the Bills hosting that cannot that cannot happen. That needs to be on neutral ground. Out of all the matchups that should be on neutral grounds, that should be on the top of the list. And they didn't put it there. And that's on the league. I don't see that happening. One number two. I think Tick Higgins will play because he was at practice this. I think today. So yeah, I think he will be able to suit up. Number so three. He, he, he might have been limited, I guess. Yes. Yeah, so I, he I, I heard he was out because of a uh, because of illness. No, nah, I think he'll be able to play. I think he will be able to play. Uh, but as as far as Sunday night is concerned, yeah, the Ravens are walking away with the dub. The the Cincinnati Bengals were too worried about a coin flip, and the Ravens will move on because of it. I believe the game will be a lot closer than anybody expects. I think the Bengals are taking the Ravens too lightly, especially for a divisional rival, and that's that. All right. Well, we have our last matchup. On Monday Night Football, excuse, yeah, yeah, Monday Night Football, for the last game for Mon- on a Monday, until the 2023 season. Mm-hmm. So Dallas at Tampa Bay, and uh, this is going to be inter- an interesting matchup. But Aaron, who do you have? All right, so I think. Uh... So I, I learned so as a Jet fan, you know, you know, Tom Brady's been in AFC East for 20 years, right? So I learned my lesson. Never never bet against Tom Brady, because every time I do that, I always lose for some reason. So but the Bucks though this year, they've been looking very up and down. Like some games they look good, like short periods of time, and also then they look absolutely bad. And um uh, Tom Brady they had some some uh, weird comeback wins against the Saints and uh, uh, who's that one team? The Cardinals who are not very good. And then we got the Cowboys who are frauds every year. So I, I already know what team they are every year. Like I just don't understand how the Cowboys could get to have all that talent and still be bad. Like I, I don't get, it. but 
Um, yeah, I, I think Tom Brady's gonna make history this year. Um, uh, yeah, I got the Bucks win this game. Uh, I, I believe Tom Brady's seven and zero against the uh, Cowboys. I think I can't remember, but yeah. um, I'm going. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. So yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady will find a way to get it done some way somehow. He always finds a way to to win games like this. Is I don't know. It's, it's just time. Oh, and it's a Tampa Bay. So, and you know Tom Brady. He's always hungry. He's always gonna be fired up. So you know, you know, and, and it, it's gonna be on a big stage, which that's what he likes. So I'm going with the Bucks, and I, I think this game is gonna be a close game. I don't see I don't see the Bucks blowing them out. I see it being like a low scoring game, but at but the end of the day, the Bucks will win. So I got the Bucks. All right, talk. What's your pick? We know what this is. Tom Brady won't is perfect against the Cowboys. I don't see him losing that streak right now. So I, I I'm picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think it'll be close because I don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are as good as they used to be. But again, I still see Tom Brady somehow, someway pulling out the upset and getting the job done against this Dallas Cowboys team. All right, CJ, who are you taking? I do not bet against playoff Brady. He's a different animal, and I'm going with Tampa. I think Tampa's better coached. I think that despite his gaudy numbers, Dak Prescott is inconsistent and too turnover prone. And and also, you got to factor that they are in Tampa, and the Bucks seem to be just getting warmed up. So for all these reasons combined, I am going with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. I am going to complete the sweep and on the Fultzruski podcast, and we are all going to have the Buccaneers to uh, take this game. The Cowboys, I would have if they weren't the Cowboys. Oh, no, like, no, no, that no, just no. sounds. You literally so- were supporting them originally. No, because I thought you, they eventually have to break out of it at some point, and they will eventually win a Super Bowl. There's going to be a year where that happens, or at least just making an NFC Championship. That year is not going to be is not going to be in 2023. Um, but aside from just that, you've got playoff Brady. They're hosting, and this is going to be the most healthy the buck the Bucks will be all season long. And aside from offensive play calling, which has been very questionable this year under Todd Bowles, I think, I think this this is this is going to be the be- the best the Bucks will be at. And they they've been hinting at their offensive line returning to full health with Ryan Jensen potentially returning in the divisional round, which would be against um, the Eagles. That or that that is if the Giants don't um, don't pull off the upset, but if everything is going the way we want it to, we think it's going to go. Um, yeah, this Buccaneers team is probably going to be at the be- at at its best that it's been all season long, which is which is a good sign for them because they they're trying to they're trying to sell to Brady that they can still be a, a team he can contend with. Um, so that's going to be my pick. That's going to be all of our picks, right? Oh, um, oh yeah. 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 Also, one, one more thing to add with this game is that it's it's really hard to have counts of the Cowboys right now after you got blown out by Washington, who had which which was a team that had nothing to play for. And uh it was the score was 26-6, which the score 
really should be in the 40s if Washington didn't start turning the ball over. But I just – it's the Cowboys, man. Like, I'm, I'm too used to this. I, I, I don't know. That's just – I'm not really that surprised, but, yeah. Well, so, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a Washington Commanders team that had nothing to gain. Like, it's not just that they had nothing to lose. They had nothing to gain. They had they they rested all of their starters because they they were like okay this is this is this season is over they were already eliminated a couple weeks back and furthermore Dallas played their starters and they still lost to the, the to the <laughs> Commanders and it's not like it was close it's not like they choked and they like you know they had it event originally no Washington won in a blowout. Dallas only scored six points. How the hell do you do that? God, and you you guys wonder why I switched, why I switched up on the de- on the Cowboys. No, it may no. Be, they're we going told to you before. Yeah, but I I'm going to hold my ground on my takes until I I believe otherwise. I'm not just going to have somebody else just you know bully me into making a di- making a different decision. Um. But I do want to change gears, and we are going to head into our last segment, which is Aaron's guest segment where he's going to talk about Jets quarterbacks. So they are in a little bit of a situation with Zach Wilson and his future and whoever they wind up starting uh, going forward into the 2023 NFL season. That's next. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker, special guest Aaron Wise. For So for our guest segment, Aaron Wise is going to talk about Jets quarterbacks going down the road. So, Aaron, what do you got? All right, so <clears throat> I've been a Jets fan since 2009, which I was probably around like nine years old, so and uh, honestly, though, as a Jet fan, I'm, I'm too used to being in this situation. If it was really in a situation like every three, four years, like it's a, it's a it's an ongoing cycle. And Zach Wilson, I'm done with him, man. I, I don't want ever want to see him play as a Jet ever again. After that Thursday night game, I'm done. I'm done. Like Zach Wilson always ruined my Christmas, man. I, I can't. I, I can't do it. I got his jersey on my birthday. It came on my birthday, and now I'm not going to wear it. I can't. I, I got the wrong Wilson. I should have got Garrett Wilson, but I got Zach. You could change so, it up. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. I got to change it up. Yeah, make it Garrett Wilson. Yeah, Garrett Wilson, because he he, he he's a guy that should have got the whole time. Because he, he's like he's, he's a really good rookie. But, yeah, Zach Wilson, uh, it's very clear that the fans turned on him, especially those messages that got leaked out to uh, – Zach's mom. I don't know if you guys know about that situation, but that happened. 
And uh, yeah, Zach Wilson, he basically lost all confidence and the team did too. So yeah, I I do see Zach being on the team next year because his trade he has no trade value. I don't know why would AT would want him. Number two overall pick. Uh, yeah, yeah. He I hate AT. to say it. I hate to say it though, but as a Jet fan, I don't like saying this, but he looks like a straight bust, man. I I I really want to be wrong for once in my life about the Jets, but I feel like he's getting being ready every time. He, he looks like Jamarcus Russell, but the only difference is he's not fat. He actually kept himself together. Um, it's just I, I can't do it. And then Joe Flacco, I mean, he's a corpse. He's no good. Um, we basically just threw him out there because because we didn't want to watch Chris Trevor play because he's like he's literally like Tim Tebow 2.0. Tim Tebow 2.0. He can't throw, which we we saw him play against the Jaguars game when he underthrew CJ Uzamba, which that would be a touchdown, but he underthrew him. And then Mike White, that guy, that guy, I don't know why Jet fans hyped him so much, but um, this is what I think what the Jets should do. Keep Zach Wilson, which I don't I, – I just want him gone, to be honest. Uh, try to get Mike White, resign him to like a a decent amount of deal, like let's say $8 million, $8 million. But if he wants like $15 million, he'd kick rocks, man. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I, I ain't doing it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but obviously I got more. And then what else too, um, uh, is that Woody Johnson as the owner, um, he says, this is what he says. I don't believe everything he says because he says, he says things, but nothing happens. He says that this off season, he's going to try to do everything he can to get himself a big name quarterback and the jets, they want to get Lamar Jackson. I know you're a Ravens fan. You probably don't want to hear that. Um, uh, not getting me pers me personally. I like Lamar Jackson, but I don't think we should trade for Lamar Jackson. I don't think it's worth it because now that too, you gotta give up first round picks, second round picks, and then what else? Oh yeah, yeah, and then, and then probably a young player. The Ravens probably want. Oh yeah, we want this guy, we want that guy, and I just don't think the Jets should do any of that. It's just too much, and also too, Lamar Jackson has an injury history now, unfortunately. And um, yeah, and then now and now we get guys like Jimmy G, which I like Jimmy G. He will fit the system just fine, but um, he's too injury prone. Which I just I, I don't. That's probably name Derek Carr. I'm not a Derek Carr guy. I'm just I just don't understand why everybody hypes him every year. I don't understand. Yes, the stats is good, but when you when you put him out there, when you actually watch him play, he looks so like, eh. I don't know, like. Derek Carr, he seems like one of those type of quarterbacks. You could give him all the time in the world, and he still looks average. I don't understand. So if he looks average in the Raiders, he's going to look worse in the Jets. So honestly, man, I, I just don't know what to do as a Jet fan. We just have to weigh it out. Oh, yeah, and then Tom Brady. People are throwing Tom Brady. I hate to say this. Tom Brady coming to the Jets because we're the Jets. And he makes fun of the Jets. He trolls the Jets. He owns the Jets. I don't know why he wouldn't want to come here. I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked if I see him green, green white. Like something weird has to happen. Maybe he has to. Maybe he wakes up from a, from a, a good sleep and says, "I want to be a jet," which I doubt it. But and then there's guys like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, get Aaron Rodgers. But also too, if we get Aaron Rodgers, it's it's gonna it's gonna be 2008 season all over again. It's gonna be like that Brett Favre year where. 
where we uh we sign Brett Favre, we go eight and three, and then he gets hurt. I, I just have a feeling that's gonna happen. Honestly, I don't know what the Jets should do to be honest as a quarterback, man. Like Baker Mayfield. I mean, some people want Baker Mayfield because he's more mature now, but I don't really want Baker Mayfield. Man, in, in the draft, you don't want I'm, anybody, do you? You're you're just you're anybody. just uh, you're just in a place right now. Yeah, man. Like honestly, though, I'm, I'm emotionally like drained, man, from this team. This team does this to me every year. Like they tease me every year. They're like, "Oh wait, we're gonna be good, guys," and then they just they just oh yeah, no right, hey guys, we actually suck, so we're gonna lose six straight. And then completely just rips our hearts out, man. Just like 2015 when we won. Let's see, we started to see out four one. We were like one of the top teams, right? Then we go five and five, and we're like, all right, yep, same old Jets. And then all of a sudden we win five games. The director said, oh, wait, 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 we're actually a good team, guys. In the last game, we lose and we miss the playoffs. So, I, yeah, I, I'm used I to this cheese game. Yeah, that was that was a sad, sad day. I, I was so excited. Screwed I was 15 years Patriots. old. You screwed yeah, them over. Yeah. They, they, had, they had to win one game to get that one seed. Yeah. And then and, they would, and, they'd be hosting that, that bum, Peyton Manning. Yeah, 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 and and espe- yeah, yeah. So especially no. his noodle so arm at that stage in his career. Yeah. So speaking of your Patriots, that was the last time we beat you guys. Was that game sad? Pretty sad. And we have not beat the Patriots since, like in Gillette Stadium. I'm not going to count the playoffs. That would count. The regular season, we haven't beaten you guys since 2008 when you guys had Matt Castle. I believe it was a Thursday night game or a Monday night game. It was a close game, but yeah, man, it's just. I don't want to Jeff a quarterback. Every single we Jeff a quarterback, we always ruin quarterbacks, man. We always find a way to mess with their development, just like we did with Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold might have turned out good if we didn't play him right away. Because, like, we had Teddy Bridgewater there, and we had Josh McCown. He could he could learn from Josh McCown, let Sam Darnold sit for one year, and then play next year. Because Todd Bowles, he was going to get fired anyways. But they screwed that up because they fired him, and we got Adam Gase, and then that was the end. So – the Jets team, man, like, I don't know. I've been a Jets fan for over 10 years, so I'm used to disappointment. You, you, you two are obviously Patriots fan, so you guys are used to winning all the time. So, so you guys don't know what it's like to lose and suck and be teased and every single year. It's like, oh, the Jets suck. I hear that every day, every day. Jets suck. They're never going to get nobody. Zach wasn't a bust. He, he, he misses with Mills. That's all he's good for, which the only reason how Zach wasn't made high lines for was because that milf incident. Ever since then, he's been irrelevant. And then, and then, and guess what? And then he be, and then Zach was he became relevant when he said when when that at that Patriots game when the guy said, "So do you feel like that uh, that you let the defense down?" He said, "No, no, no, no." He didn't even he didn't even like he didn't even hesitate. He just said it. And after that, that was the beginning of the end of Zach Wilson. Beginning of the end. He's toast. That's it. It's okay. Man, it's okay. Yeah, it's 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 rough right now. It's rough now as a Jets fan. But the defense, the defense looks looks good, but that's been real, man. All right. I know we're ranked. I believe the Jets are ranked third overall in defense this year, right? I can't we're up there. You were a top defense. But, yeah, they were, but, they were a good defense. Yeah, but I know I'm gonna bash my team a little bit, but um we're overrated on defense, man. You cannot be an elite defense, you can't turn the ball over, man. You can't. Because I see the Patriots, they're out there getting pick sixes, fumbling, sacking people. The Jets, they just didn't want to sack nobody no more. They just didn't. And then and once once we did have a turnover, we didn't have a turnover since the Jaguars game, I believe. 
when Quick Williams, he sacks, uh, strips sacks Trevor Lawrence, and then the ball was right in front of him. And instead of picking the ball up, he starts dancing, even though the play is not over yet, which I don't understand that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, that's, that's basically what I got with the Jets here. Um, I hope we get Tom Brady, but he's too old. and He's a bum. Brady's a bum. Watch your mouth. Tell Brady to collect them damn AARP checks. It's time. Ah, this again. Honestly, <laughs> if we trade for Aaron Rodgers, if we don't win a Super Bowl, it's a bust. Super Bowl bust, which is kind of weird for me saying that, even though we haven't been in the playoffs for like over a decade. And when I was 10 years old, the 360 was popping back then. Okay, I didn't had I didn't had no face here at the time. That's how bad we been, man. It's sad. It's okay. It's sad. I had the DS, I had the Wii, the 360. I still have my Wii and my and my DS. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's old, but that's basically what we got here as a Jet fan. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be a long process, long process, lots of debates. Unfortunately, lots of arguments. Unfortunately, because people are gonna say, "Oh, I want Carr. Oh, I want Jimmy." I want Lamar. I want Tom. I want Aaron Rodgers. I want Baker. I want I want Chris Shreveler, which I don't know why you want that guy. Oh, I want Tim Tebow come back. Like we're gonna have these weird. Oh, I want Colin Kaepernick back, and this is yeah, maybe trade for Matt Jones or Josh Allen, which that's never gonna happen. That's that's never gonna happen. Jeez. But um, we just have to wait and see, I guess. So, all right, that's all I got. All right, so your New York Jets are – they have the number 13 overall pick in the NFL draft, and they are 18th in overall salary cap with about $8 million. Um, So what – so what do you th- – in a quick answer – who do they take with that 13th overall pick? Shoot, honestly, if I'm being honest with you, I haven't really been watching college football this year that much. But what what the Jets need, when you get yourself a narrow officer guy, and they're more depth. Because so, last, because this year so – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let you go. No worries. Uh, sorry. Um, <clears throat> so they're a little – unless they were to trade up, to the number to the number one overall pick, which seems to be, um, which seems to be for sale, for uh, for for the Chicago for the, from the Chicago Bears, unless they did that, they might want to use that pick for offensive line, and build so continue to build around this potential quarterback that you bring in, probably a bri- excuse me, probably a bridge quarterback. And then you go into next draft and you trade up or maybe you stay at where you, where you, wherever you are and you pick your next quarterback because you're not getting, you're not getting the next guy with the number 13th overall pick. But what you can do is fortify that offensive line. Also the last time the jets made the playoffs, it's not like they had anything to write home uh, to write home about with, uh, with, uh, with Mark Sanchez. They they were able to they, the 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 formula they had during that run during those two runs were very similar to what they have now, right? They had mm-hmm. they had a, an elite defense, 
good running game, good receivers, and all of that made quarterback Mark Sanchez look better. So that's what they could do. They could find a quarterback who's just good enough, get him some protection, get their running game back in order. Hopefully Brees Hall will be uh, will be healthy next season. He probably won't be 100%. They never are coming off ACL tears. But figure all those things out. Build a good situation around them. And then win, and then win some games that way. That's how you're going to do it. That's if, and that's if you don't find the quarterback, which it's going to be, it's, it's unlikely they will in the next three years. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my two cents. Um, yeah. But anything else before we end the show tonight? No, no, nope. I got a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Yeah. Just a little bit more. But um, yeah, I think what the Jets need to do, they need to cut some players, man. Like Corey Davis, he he gotta go, man. He gotta go. His hands is his hands is butterfingers. He's either dropping passes or 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 he keeps getting called for false starts and offsides. He 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 cannot keep his feet under the line. And if it's that if that's not the case, he's always hurt. He gotta go so we can save some money. Carl Austin, he's been he's been a big disappointment. I was expecting to be like a sack monster, and he got like what three sacks? Like I forgot he was on the team at times. He got to go. And this dude, right here, I'm about to say, he has to go. No question. Braxton Berrios. That that guy had to go. He has to go. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys know who Braxton Berrios is, but he's his we kickoff do. return. I know. Oh, you guys do? We know who Oh, that yeah. Is. Yeah, that guy's not good, man. I've been telling Jet fans before we signed him to extension, these Jet fans are like, oh, man, Braxton Berrios. Oh, he's good. Oh, he's one of the best receivers. Oh, he's going to be here for a decade. Look, bro. As soon as you paid him up, now he's bad. I knew this guy was bad. I didn't think he was anything special. And one thing with Braxton Burroughs I did not like what the Jets were using, they were make they were using Braxton Burroughs more than Elijah Moore in the red zone, which I remember that game against the Vikings. When the game was on the line, Braxton Burroughs choked. He should have caught that touch that we would have won the game against the Vikings. But, of course, he drops it because he's not a receiver. He's a kick returner. So, of course, of course he's going to drop the pass. So, and then after that, then Mike White does what he does. He throws a pick. I, it was so scripted, I knew it was going to happen. But hopefully the Jets, hopefully the Jets could uh, beat the Patriots next year twice. Uh, I know. Sorry for the digs. But, um, I yeah, we should. Happen. Yeah. If Zach, man, I'm not going to. I'm done with Zach Wilson. I don't want to talk about Zach Wilson no more. I'm done with him, man. I, I can't. I don't got any more juice left. Like, I ran out of juice with Zach. After that Jaguars game. I, I was like, I'm done with them. Like, just like Sam Darnold. Like, man, it's just weird. Ain't this weird? Don't you guys get this weird vibe with the Jets quarterbacks? Every single time when they leave the Jets, they somehow look way better. Look at Geno Smith. Like, seeing Geno Smith playing this playoff game, it's making me sick right now. It's making me sick because that could have been our team in the playoffs, but no. And then Sam Darnold, he's looking kind of good. Oh, kind of okay-ish. No. Nah. No. Okay, that, no. that last game? No, that last game he was he was bad. He, he has some good games because he has un, like otherworldly abilities, but yeah. Other than that, he's he's not he's he's not cut out for this league. But Geno Smith, yeah. man. Geno Smith is that that guy is having a career year. Yeah, I'm I'm, this I'm might super be a happy flash for him. in the pan too. But um I hope we not. are uh we are out of time. Um but Aaron, thanks for talking with us. 
It was great getting your insight on the Jets. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to have you on again. And we'll see how these games go. Uh, for my audience out there, enjoy these uh, these super wild card weekend matchups. The postseason is finally here. I know I'm going to be enjoying it. Uh, but without further ado, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over and out.